What's up my disabled disciples? Welcome back to Handy Schlepped. Today we are going to continue our series of part two on interabled relationships with guest Trish Hadley. Coming right up on Handy Schlepped. Stay tuned. So Trish, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So what made you want to reach out and just sit down and talk with us on Handy Schlapped? Um, well, it it sparked my interest for since I'm in an interabled relationship um, and just being able to, I guess, label it, I guess, as you could call it. But um, it just intrigued me that you had a show and it was and then you had a piece on just being in a relationship with somebody who's not disabled Mm -hmm. awesome so yeah you just wanted to reach out and to share your story i love that i think that's really cool i really appreciate i've always it's been a while since i've had a guest on the show i just kind of went solo for the past several months just to kind of pick up on my episode quantity list and just do my own kind of thing but i've missed doing these one-on-one talks and making it that type of episode and it's a real honor that you reached out and volunteered i really thank you for that so as we dive into the second part of the series um kind of just tell me your story a little bit what's your um story on having a relationship as someone who just so happens to be disabled, et cetera, and what's that like for you? What's your story? Um, Well, we met online uh, through a dating site, and Mm -hmm. on that dating site, you had to answer these, like, survey questions, so to speak, and you get matched with different people, and um, Justin, who's my husband, um, we just so happened to be one of the highest matched. I think the highest you could get was like 95 or 96. Mm-hmm. And um, he had reached out to me and just said, hey, how are you? And of course, I had to go check out his profile to see, you know, what he was all about. Mm-hmm. And um, and I liked him. And then so we started chatting on a dating app. And then when we moved it to our just regular texting in like the first week we had sent 2000 text messages to each other of just nothing of just getting to know each other just anything and everything and so by the time we had our first date it was like we had already known each other for a while so it was just i mean it was still nerve-wracking to be on a date um of course before we went on the date I had to tell him, you know, that I had muscular dystrophy because I didn't want him to um, have like a surprise um, and like see me and then I not be like what he expected. Um, So and then he was cool with that. He didn't care. And so after the first date, we just kind of hit it off from there. Now, I was still walking at the time, so I wasn't in the wheelchair just yet. So. Um, and then we've been together 10 years, married nine years. Wow. Congratulations. Oh, thank yeah, you. I mean, for anyone yeah. nowadays going out 10 years, that's, that's a pretty big deal. 
Yeah, it is for sure. Mm -hmm. So um, just to backtrack a little bit, did he know mm -hmm. right away of you being part of MD? Um, not really, no, because mm -hmm. he had never heard of MD before. And so um, he didn't know what to look for as far as what a person with MD is supposed to look like. I mean, we, I don't think we look like anything, but other people outside looking in um, may see us as a little different, but um, he didn't really notice anything different about me or that I, he could, he said he really couldn't tell that I had MD. So, I mean, I guess that's a plus. <laughs> um, did that make you a little nervous at first when you were drop when you uh, laid it out that hey I am still me but I'm also a disabled person yes it was very nervous I was very nervous um because I thought because most people I tell most guys that I had potential of dating I would tell them I was disabled and what I had and they would be like oh I'm not interested anymore mm -hmm. and so for him to stay interested was was different for me because I had never had that before and so I mean I was it was I was really nervous I was afraid like he wasn't going to talk to me anymore or want to have a relationship with me or anything like that but that's not the case <laughs> mm -hmm. wow it's amazing how uh and when you when he affirmed that it was no big deal and he meant it uh what did that really feel for you what was that like um it, i got all like warm and fuzzy inside and <laughs> like butterflies flowing and um it was just really nice to know that somebody didn't care about my disability they just cared about my personality mm -hmm. awesome and I can relate with you on that because like us uh, with MD or SMA or uh, whatever, uh, we, we go on the dating apps, we meet people, we go on some dates and all that. But like when that moment comes when we have to get past like, hey, guess what? I'm also disabled. That's like one of the most difficult questions or not questions, but the most one of the most biggest confessions we have to like bring out because like it's going so well like on the app and everything and they're texting like oh it's amazing and then you have to like tell them like as the final like uh the final phase in the conversation and you gotta tell them it's like it's always like a make it or break it kind of thing and i yeah. i dread that part so much like i used to a lot it got a little easier i guess over the years um but even today, like, I hate doing that sometimes. No, I, I can, I can totally relate as far as, you know, having to tell somebody that you're disabled and when something's going so, so well. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got, were you guys like nearby each other? Was it uh, cross states or how, how was um, the distance? Um, he was just a couple hours away from me. Okay. Um, so it wasn't like it was, we had to go across country or anything like that to meet each other. It was just a couple hours away. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. That's good. That makes it a little easier. Yes. Uh, yes. Seriously. Uh, what do you? Uh, this guy sounds really good based on what you were telling me earlier. Uh, so they've been together for ten years. Married for nine is awesome. What mm -hmm. do you just? What do you love most about him? Um, I the most thing I love about him is just his personality. Mm -hmm. And he's he's sweet and he's caring and he's kind. He takes really good care of me. Uh, even though you know that's not something you a spouse should have to do, mm -hmm. but um, when you're in a relationship like ours, um, we have to be. Um, I have to be taken care of. So he he does a really good job of doing all of that. And I would say the most most thing I love about him is just his personality. Now, what was it like when y'all first met in person? Oh, that that was that was a little different. Um, it was I was nervous and. Of course, the girls, we get all giggly and flirty and um, when we're around someone that we like. And so I was obviously giggly and I was flirty because I really liked him after I met him and saw how his personality was and um, saw how cute he was and um and I would, mostly I was just really nervous of meeting him for the first time. Right, of course. Uh, I can relate with that. Uh, mm -hmm. The first dates always kind of suck in a way. Like they're exciting, yeah. but they're terrifying. It's like, like what did you guys do for the first date? Um, we actually went to the mall. Um, Good, it's there, safe. Yep. Yeah, went to a mall. Uh, we had dinner. Um, I'm not like a big like bougie girl, so I don't like expensive things. So I mean, we went to McDonald's and got some chicken nuggets. Oh, well, that's, that's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that was that was our first date. It was McDonald's. So now every year on the day, um, we go to McDonald's and get chicken nuggets. That's oh, kind of like okay. a like a traditional like thing. It's like we have to have chicken nuggets. We have to. Or else it didn't happen. We have yeah. to get the chicken nuggets. Yes. So, oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, were you uh, were you living on your own at the time? Were you with roommates with your parents? Um, I was living with my parents. I had just got out of a bad relationship, and mm -hmm. so I had moved in with my parents, um, for a little while until I could get back onto my my feet. Mm -hmm. uh, before Justin, were relationships a, a challenge for you? Um, well, before Justin, I was with somebody for seven years, and but it was a bad situation. And so when I finally got out of that situation, um, it was immediately to Justin. So okay. I really didn't have time to go out there and, and date a whole bunch of guys. It was... It was Justin, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like the timing was perfect, it seems like. Yeah, it was. 
Yeah, I love stuff like that. It's crazy. Like I hear crap like that all the time where it doesn't matter who they are. Like the the guy or the girl will just get out of a rough spot. And then like right at the time of whatever you're feeling, that right person just comes and sets in stone. And it's like how God ordains that is beyond me. And that yeah. happened to my sister, my eldest sister. She was going through a rough relationship also 10 years ago. And then like right when that was uh, falling away and subsiding, her future husband enters her life just like that. It's wow. like a, it's, you know, it's the same thing. And you bring that up perfectly. I love that. It kind of, it's like one of those things where like, I heard this online, like, you know, those cliche relationship posts, whatever, mm-hmm. where it's like your, uh, your future spouse or whatever, the right person comes after your recent disaster or something like that. One of those things if that makes sense i hear that stuff all the time and yeah and like i'm seeing it more and more it's just weird to me yeah. and so geez uh so uh for you at least was it uh difficult at the time or not maybe not really like uh over your parents like when you've sealed this awesome relationship that was so genuine and pure and how you guys were just falling in love um they didn't know what to think because i had just came home and then all of a sudden uh, another guy enters into my life and they're just like they don't i don't think they were ready for me to to jump into another relationship so soon. I mean, I certainly wasn't ready to jump into a relationship so soon, but it kind of just happened that way where where he was just perfect and I just couldn't let him go. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good. Um, kind of like me, does it always kind of like, going back a little bit, does it make you always a little nervous about like, um, for me, I always used to get like the anxieties of um, worrying about my partner having to do like my caregiving and all that. And I think that's very common for all of us, you know, and because uh, we grow up and we're in that environment of like always being surrounded by care, uh, medical care, whatever, like it's so implemented into our brains that even the fantasy of having a long-term relationship, like, again, when we were a lot younger, things were different then. And uh, to think about that and to have a relationship, it just seemed so far out there at the times. But then when it actually comes in and you meet these loving people that don't care about what's involved with physical disabilities or any kind of disability, it just doesn't seem like earned or it doesn't seem like real at first. It's like, what did I do to deserve this? Or how is this even possible? That kind of thing, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Now, because y'all, y'all have been together for a while now, do you, you know, you hear the term so much of 
like uh, the different labels for relationships. Uh, you know, people like their labels, I guess. Some do, some don't. But like for us, uh, within the past like five years, roughly, you hear a lot of interabled relationships. Now, what are your? I'm. I'll explain mine a little bit later. But what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on rather than just being called a relationship? you're immediately labeled as an interabled relationship. Um, I don't really like labeling our relationship as an interabled relationship because I don't see it that way. I just see it as a regular relationship with somebody, like somebody who's not disabled or... Um, or in like our situation. Um, so I really don't really don't like the interabled label. I mean, I know that's what it is, but that's not mm-hmm. I wouldn't label I wouldn't label it as as that. I just label it as like a regular, just regular relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm with you there. Like I go back and forth on it. Sometimes, like, yeah, like, technically that's what it is. But at the same time, it kind of, like, restricts what the relationship is. Like, it compartmentalizes it or something. Oh, like, it's weird to have, like, oh, it's an interabled relationship. It's like, what, because there are different abilities in the partners? It's just weird. Like, I was talking about last week it's like what one sits down and one doesn't or one does gymnastics the other one plays basketball or something does that count as an interabled relationship it's like it's such a weird vague term i don't know it's weird because like what about relationships where both partners have a disability you know yeah i mean yeah what do you call them they're both I mean, if they're both disabled, is it just a a dis- disabled relationship? I mean, that doesn't that doesn't sound that doesn't sound right. It doesn't. Because it so sounds weird. like you're dis- it sounds like you're disabling the relationship, and that's it's that's not what you're doing. It's just a relationship. Yeah, like it's broken or something. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. like literally another way to say that. It's so funny. Like just the yeah. words we come up with now to like label something so we have something safe or comfortable to distinguish something. It's like there's a time to distinguish stuff, but then there's also a time to let just th- let things fit in with other things. You know, like uh, one person was saying how a relationship is a relationship as a relationship it's just weird to me in a way it's like i get why we say that i mean i use it sometimes too like for these episodes of course that way people know what i'm talking about that's mm-hmm. different but like i don't know do you feel like it helps or kind of holds back like disability awareness if you know what i mean um I mean, when you're explaining it to somebody, I think it kind of helps them understand it right. a little better. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as like 
bringing just general awareness, I don't think it really helps. I think it only helps when you're explaining it to somebody. Right. Like educating. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I can agree with that. And like, so whenever I look at it in different ways, it's like when we use interabled, when like we overuse it, it's almost like um, it's like showcasing that this relationship is different. It's like, it doesn't always need to be that way. You know, it's like, yeah, it's just two different types of people in a relationship. That's like, that's how relationships work. It's just right, so funny. People right. amuse me. It's hilarious. Yeah. And like, you know, in a way it kind of opens the door even to people giving different kind of comments or like, you know, things like that. You know, everyone wants to critique something. Everyone wants to give their two cents on things they don't understand or things they do not yet understand, I should say. You know, uh, so like, you guys have mm-hmm. been together for a while. I keep saying that, I know. But like, mm-hmm. have y'all ever gotten like weird or patronizing comments from people? Um, We haven't gotten any comments, no. But we've gotten looks. Like people look at us a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if I if because he has to go into the girl's bathroom with me if I have to go to the bathroom because he's like the only person that's can take me to the bathroom that I Mm -hmm. trust because it's just us traveling together like if we go to the store or something it's just us two and so we'll get weird looks when we do that we've actually had the manager called on us because he had to go into the bathroom with that with me to take me to the bathroom um so we've not really nobody's ever really said anything directly to us but they've always given us a, a different like look at us and then like i said we've had managers called on us because he's had to go into the bathroom right with me are they understanding when you explained it yeah yeah usually or they'll stand there and wait for us to get done and not let anybody else in the bathroom and i was like well that's not what i wanted to happen i just needed to go to the bathroom it shouldn't be a big it's not a circus mm-hmm. <laughs> i know it's like everyone wants to make some kind of circus or something about it that's so true man I, I got a funny story about that so like it's when you say circus because it's like entertainment for people or it's like a beautiful thing or it's inspirational so I was in a relationship several years ago. Um, we're still friends to this day, praise God. But we were dating was a while ago. Now. I was right after high school, right after high school. And we dated for the summer. It was cool and everything. And, you know, uh, so we have my, I think it was my grad party. And it might have been, I don't remember, it's so long ago. And so, uh, you know, my friends are there, she's there. At the time, we weren't together anymore. We called it off. But we had to be under the impression that we were still kind of together. It was weird. And so one of my, one some of the people that were there, you know, they're seeing that I'm in a relationship or I was. And like someone at the party comes up to her, uh, the girlfriend, and uh, they're like, oh, thank you. You know, it's, you know, like saying thank you for dating Jordan. 
you know, it's just weird stuff like that. Like, I'm not the only one. I've heard other things, but like, I've gotten weird stuff like that. It's so strange. Like, thank you for dating Jordan because it's difficult to do. I don't know. Or it's like, That's thank so you for dealing with that. Or thank you for giving Jordan a chance. Like, like they won a prize or something. It's like, what do they want? A cookie? It's just so <laughs> weird. But yeah, I've gotten some stuff with you guys there. It's, I don't know. I hear worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, we usually get, you know, he'll usually get a thank you or a, um, you're so or you're so brave for mm-hmm. taking care of somebody or you're such a good husband for taking care of your wife um we've mm-hmm. i mean we've gotten some of those i don't really call them strange comments but those are just i guess out there comments right um that people have said but the the thank you one always that one always gets me i just laugh mm-hmm. at them like what are you why what is there to th- what is there to thank <laughs> like thank you for doing a normal thing it's like, okay yeah Jeez. uh what was i gonna say about that so i get what they're trying to say but it doesn't work at all when you no. when that comes out of their mouth that does not work it's so patronizing and mm-hmm. it's like humiliating in a way it's like what does uh justin feel when people say like thank you or you're so brave or you're doing god's work stuff like that he usually just says it's no big deal it's i'm married to her or it's what you know a husband's supposed to do or he usually just sometimes will pop off with like a snarky comment um or just, or he'll ignore them, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you just have to, like, laugh it off. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you just have to, like, people are going to be people, and they're not always understand, or they're going to just patronize, no matter what. They don't even realize what they're saying at the time. By now, they should. It's like, yeah. you don't thank people for dating each other. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I don't know, man. But like, yeah, I agree. Behind all that, like, I could go on and on about like just weird stuff. You know, I just hear, I just think about like, how far are we, or like, are we that, are we far enough with disability and love awareness where those comments are going to finally slow down? Or, you know, I think about history and society. I think about like the, how inter it took so long for interracial couples to become a norm, like a normal thing. Mm-hmm. I brought this up last week on the show how we had a little incident in my area where there's an interracial couple. I hate to use that label, I'm sorry. I'm just doing it for context. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, people didn't like that because it's like a predominantly white conservative area and they got like a couple of threats and it was all over the news and social media. It was, it was like, we went back to the 1950s in 2020. It was uh, embarrassing. It's like, that's the stupidest thing. It's horrible. It's like in a little bubble. It's a, it's kind of an inside joke around here, 
but this town is often the town next door is often labeled as like a little bubble because they're so trapped in the Mayberry and the Griffith show vibes, uh, values mm -hmm. and um, morals and just the way of life. Like it's so picturesque that if anything different comes along to change the status quo, even if it's something as innocent as um, a white woman with a black man, that like is enough to bring that kind of attention to that. And uh, my point is, it's just accepting those differences and like people opening their eyes are like disabled people can do those things. They can fall in love. We're not these asexual, angelic, innocent beings that are only put on this earth to inspire people or to like make the news every time we open up a bag of chips or something like that. It's like, mm -hmm. And yeah, so like I've been around that like my whole life, that kind of inspiration thing, like. Yeah. It's obnoxious, it's tiring, you know? Mm -hmm. But like the way you talk about it is really cool because and I think about all those comments of seeing all these photographs people have sent me about their relationships married for 10 years 20 years 30 years together for 15 or whatever it's just there's so many untold stories that are hidden or just private which is a good thing but being a private and how like it's under the radar and it just shows how normal it actually is like just because it's not on YouTube or anything, like a select few people that we know about, like Shane Burka and whoever, like there's they're like the select few people on there. But mm -hmm. it's like if you're not on YouTube or Instagram, uh, discussing your interabled relationship, then it doesn't exist. Like that's such a weird concept. Right. It's so you have to be. It does, like it's almost it has to be publicized almost for people to understand that the relationship exists and not everybody wants to publicize their relationship or be on YouTube or Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you say that. That's interesting because like I'm gonna have here's a question I've just thought about. Mm -hmm. If like people like Shane or um, whoever, uh, there's a, uh, I can't remember that other couple, but they're on there as well. They're really cool. I might talk to them sometime. Um, they're interabled and I think they're interracial. Um, that's how it would be labeled, you know, I'm just saying, but they're really mm -hmm. cool as well. Uh, but like, if we didn't have those public outlets of those relationships like if Shane or any, or any of them if they weren't on social media would the same perspective be there the same would people still legitimize it or that kind of thing you know what I mean yeah no I don't think I don't think it would be um legitimized I think it would be it would be almost like see like if interracial couples weren't so of the norm now it would we would 
it would be like we were in the 1950s, like you said, it would just be intra-abled relationships instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. History is a funny way of repeating itself. Yeah. In different ways, for sure. Yeah, like, I think about that now. It's like, is it just legit or, like, quote-unquote, seen as legit or accepted because they're famous? I think so. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if that's the reason, but it's like, that's a factor. Mm-hmm. So weird, because, like, if you're not on YouTube or if you're not a famous interabled couple, then people get more weird about it. That's what's strange. Yeah. It shouldn't matter, though, if you're a celebrity or mm-hmm. just, you know, a, I guess a random person. <laughs> hmm I mean, it shouldn't matter, but the society we live in now, everything has to be, you have to be famous for it to be a legit thing, which is crazy. Sad. It's very, it's it's sad. It's like, um, and I love what they're doing. I do Mm -hmm. like, even I watch them to like get some questions answered because I've only had like one relationship and um, just other things, but like, uh, they're teaching me too, because mm-hmm. I still believe that my time is going to come in the future as well. Whether or not I do, that's up to the Lord. I can be in a relationship yeah. or I can be single. Both are a gift, um, yeah. as a matter of speaking. But the point is, I love what they're doing with trying to bring the awareness rather than just people automatically glorifying them just because there are a couple like that that's on social media or whatever, but they're actually using it to help people, uh, to bring awareness to people. And that's awesome. I love that they're doing that, but it's like, that's a thing. It's If they wasn't held in that high regard, would they get the same praise? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I would, I would hope so. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a good question. But also, um, it is um, like then I th- then I think about again going back to all the comments and the photos of these couples that people sent me of themselves. It's just it'll be so beautiful, and what you shared with me, what you've told me, and just talking about it, and just it's almost a hundred comments I've gotten with photos and it's just so inspiring for me. That is like what you guys talk about and just for anyone, I think in a way that's more inspiring to see the stuff again, that's under the radar to see it. Like, look at how you got these people that are online, but they have all these people all over the place that are in interabled relationships and we just don't hear about them. The mm-hmm. fact that we don't hear about them left and right, in a way, is a good. It's cool because we don't need to. Like right. it doesn't need to be a big story online or in the news or whatever. It's just a couple being a couple, and they're married for like thirty years, and that's cool. Like that they're just living their life together without mm-hmm. any need to like inspire or like be a uh, candy for the news or social media. It's, that's the stuff I like. Mm-hmm. Me too. 
like their story with Justin. I love that. Like it's, oh, so, it's just so casual how you can be like, oh yeah, we together for ten years, married for nine. It's like that's awesome, and I didn't need to like do all this research on it to like legitimize it. It's just a regular relationship. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of things I like because it doesn't always need to be a huge deal. It's like just let someone who's disabled and not disabled be together or two people that are disabled be together it doesn't matter yeah oh it's just why does it need to be inspiration porn it's like yeah no i agree and with awareness you were telling me how you do a little bit of awareness you bring a little bit of awareness of your own and uh, you run some kind of small business on uh, muscular dystrophy. What's that all about? Uh, yeah, I um, I started a small business. It's called uh, Trisha's Crafting for a Cure. Um, I make t-shirts, decals, um, pretty much anything really. And then I give a portion of my profits back to the Muscular Dystrophy Association. And then because I have limb girdle muscular dystrophy, I give to the coalition to cure Calpain 3. Oh, wow. So I give I give to both of those charities. Um, every time I make, every time somebody buys something, I take a portion of what I would make and I give back to them. So that way they can do research and um, hopefully find a cure for everybody awesome really cool where can they find that our listeners um they can find me on facebook instagram twitter um i'm on etsy and then um i have a tiktok but i don't post much on tiktok because i'm still trying to learn tiktok gosh tiktok that is addicting yes yeah oh my gosh yes I made fun of it for years. I finally got it in like January or whatever. And I have to stay away from it because it's so addicting. It is. You, know, you just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. Yeah, like I work with my youth pastor. Uh, I help out with his group. And uh, he's uh, he has insomnia. So he's on TikTok at like 2 in the morning. He just oh, can't get man. away from it. It's so hard. It's yeah, such a waste I... of time, but it's addicting. It is. I sometimes I scroll so much that I get the little pop up that says, "Hey, you've been on TikTok too long. You need to go take a break." That's a good idea. I think everyone should do that. Everybody. Yes. Yes. So, in your background, as we kind of close up here, a little mm-hmm. bit. First of all, thank you for sharing so much vulnerability and being honest about your relationship and just sharing all the blessings that your relationship has brought. That's so cool. Of course. Now, was that Justin in the background a few minutes ago? Uh, yeah, he's playing uh, video games. Good, he likes my God. to play video. He likes to play his video games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been a gamer all my life. I totally understand. Yeah. I play games with him, too. So we 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 play games together. And oh, always said, I've always said that couples that game together stay together. Yes. You, you pray together and you play together. That's the secret. Yes. yes. Seriously, that's cool. What do you guys like to play together? 
Um, we play Minecraft. We play, there's a game called Factorio. It's like a base building uh, type game, um, but mostly Minecraft. Love Minecraft. <laughs> I haven't yes. played in a while, but I love it. Yes, it's one of our favorites. He likes to play a lot of single player games. Like he just got done playing Resident Evil and um, a few. Love those games. A few other games. They did some remakes. So he's been playing some of the remakes. Two is the best by far. Yes, he loves two. So, like, Justin's a cool dude. And I'm going to ask this question really quick. No, when you guys first got together, I asked about your family. What was mm-hmm. it like transitioning with his family? Um, they were sort of okay with it. They they really didn't understand because they had never nobody in their family is disabled, so they didn't really understand what it was like to have somebody disabled in their family. But I mean, now they're pretty cool with it. Yeah. that's cool and you get you guys get along pretty well yeah yeah we hang out all the time we're usually over there a lot or they come over here a lot or we go we go places a lot together i hang out with his family more than i hang out with my family nice. oh i never asked you where are you guys from uh we live in oklahoma we live in a tiny town called ponca city okay is it a nice area? Is there a lot to do? Um, not in our tiny town, no. We have to travel about an hour and a half or two hours away to do pretty much anything. Wow. Okay, so you're like you're deep in there. Yeah. We're uh, up we're all the way up by Kansas, so there's not much not much oh to do in the tiny town, but it's a good town to live in. Yeah, um, that sounds like a lot of Wisconsin towns. Um, obviously, um, I just said it. So I'm from Wisconsin, um, near the Milwaukee area. So, um, but I travel a lot across state to visit one of my family members. And uh, there's so many, just like what you say, are like little small towns, like it almost feels like in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's central Wisconsin. And that sounds like, your area of Oklahoma. That's crazy. Uh, you ever see the the Cartoon Network show, Courage the Cowardly Dog? Oh, yes. I love Courage the Cowardly Dog. That's what it's like. It's like in that middle. That's the show. It's like, oh, this is Wisconsin. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's cool. You know, that's really cool how y'all like, at first, you know, there's always going to be that, oh, this is new kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, people are whatever. It's like, but they seem to like, like welcome you in uh, decently. And that's really cool. And like you said, you're with them more than with your own family. It's like, that's awesome. I think that's a goal for a lot of us. And awesome. Uh, you guys are really cool. I like, I like that you guys are so genuine. Well, thank you. Yeah. Welcome. Well, hey, uh, we're almost out of time for today. So thank you, Trish, so much for sharing your relationship and just how normal it actually is. It's like, people are like, wow, they have a normal relationship. It's like, duh, all disabled people have a, if you get down to it, it's a normal relationship relationship, you know? 
Well, yeah, thanks for having me and thanks for letting me come and talk about my relationship with you. Yeah, no problem. Anytime you can come back anytime you want. In the meantime, thank you for sharing. Uh, we'll talk to you soon and uh, God bless you. Take care, okay? Thank you. Okay, everyone, that was our show. Thank you so much for listening and join us again next week as we dive a little bit further in this topic. We'll see. I kind of uh, make things up as I go along. So in the meantime, take care and God bless y'all. This is Reverend Jordan Schrader signing out. Stay safe and as always, stay classy.